We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. I could talk about this for hours. He was my legend. He was my quarterback one. Taysom Hill, forever in my heart. We have a kind of a reputation of being the young, the young diehard fans. How is that, Dr. Pepper Taysom? Amazing. Hey, good. Let's keep it under 25 minutes, all right? Good morning, Packers fans, or evening or afternoon, whenever you decide to listen to this great podcast, the Underage Packers Podcast Experience. Welcome in to episode 99. I am one of your co-hosts, Joey. Pleasure to have you here today. Uh, Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Big B. And Big B, this is not quite the episode I thought we'd be filming a week out from the Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, we're, we're moving along. We're chugging along throughout this offseason. Uh, so how have you survived these past two or three weeks since the playoff loss? Um, honestly, I don't know. I'm surprised um, I've made it this far, and I think I have conquered my depression. Whoa. Okay. This, so it's a nice recovery path update. Um, I, I really thought I was over it. I thought um, – like, I, I was really in acceptance of, you know what, this didn't end in a Super Bowl win. This season didn't end the way we wanted it to, but we still had some great times. I got to an attended game for me personally, and the season overall was so much fun to watch. I thought I was in acceptance that we had the playoff loss outcome, but it was still a great season. I thought I was there. And then the conference championship games happened. And all I can think about the whole time, I mean, the Bengals-Chiefs game, that was a really exciting one. Um, but when they had the, the ceremony for the, the AFC champion trophy, that, that got me. It's like, oh, man, this isn't even the NFC. This would be happening whether or not the Packers won against San Fran or not. But like that, just like, man, you can tell how great of an experience this is for Joe Burrow and all the other young players on that Bengals team, which is so talented to go in there and beat Patrick Mahomes on the road to make it to a Super Bowl after just two years ago being one of the worst teams in the league. You could tell that was a great experience for the team and all of the videos that fans posted of their jumping up and down when that final overtime kick went through, sending them to the Super Bowl. So that got me a little jealous. And I was like, man, that should be Aaron Rodgers on the stage. And then especially for the NFC game, like I I tweeted out just before the game of just like how Joe Buck would be introducing, you'd be set on the scene. They'd cut to him uh, for the start of the broadcast. And he'd be like, welcome in to historic Lambeau field where the green Bay Packers hope to punch their ticket to super bowl 56. And they will be going up against the Los Angeles Rams here next on Fox. The game starts. You know, so I was definitely trying to control my emotions and not get too overtly jealous of the teams I got to play in championship weekend, which I didn't realize how much I missed after two straight years of making it. Just that extra week of the season going on and that feeling of all we got to do is win this game. Just, man, I miss that feeling. We'll be there. We'll be there next year, though. We can only hope. With that being said, uh, let's get to our actual episode, what we got on the script today. So, you know what, Big P, I 
I'm very glad the Green Bay Packers do not have an owner because we saw how awful another organization is with my Miami Dolphins. And I'm not going to talk about the Brian Flores lawsuit because, one, I don't know enough about the situation to have an opinion. And two, nobody cares at all what I think. Uh, so, But the allegation that Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross uh, told Brian Flores if he lost a game or, you know, I'll pay you $100,000 per loss so we can get a higher draft position. That is unbelievable. And it makes me think again of an Andrew Grant. I'm pretty sure it's from Andrew Grant where he said that there's really only like 10 good uh, teams from top to bottom, not only good roster, but also good front office, good coaching staff. Um, there was only about like 10 teams that actually care about football. And the rest of the 22 are really just trying to make money. Like the, that's the, the truth of the owners. So I'm so glad I'm not saying the Packers owners are great Samaritans. Uh, like there's this one dude up in the upper peninsula of Michigan, just an absolute, the worst citizen of all time, just an absolute menace to society. And he's, he owns part of the Packers. Yeah, who, have you heard this guy? About, what was that? I don't know who you're talking about, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just heard these allegations from some leaked sources. Uh, but yeah, Packers fans, it might not be the greatest Samaritans. Who knows? But I'm just so glad there's not one guy, one millionaire giant trying to make money. Um, so there's that. Glad the Packers don't have an owner, and there's still going to be people that say even after there have been so many owners exposed for just being bad people and also not caring about putting a good product on the football field. And they just care about making money. Like I'm so glad uh, the Packers don't have an owner and there's still going to be people that say, if only we had an owner, Aaron Rodgers in this whole situation would be fine. We'd have 80 Super Bowls by now. So, but I am personally not agreeing with that. Now, um, you know, speaking of the Packers infrastructure and it being good, I see a lot of people recently being all doing gloom, throwing their Debbie Downer, Debbie Downer era, saying, oh, we're going to be back just to the 1970s and the 1980s of Packers football, and we probably won't win a game for the next 15 years. Which, people, let's, let's take a step back. After Vince Lombardi left the Packers in the late 1960s, when he initially retired, became just the general manager, and then eventually left to go to Washington. When Vince Lombardi left, that left that organization in absolute shambles. And even the decade before that, you know, from the 50s, they sucked too. And even Crowley Lambeau's last few years were rough. Um, so, like, Vince Lombardi... And the talent evaluating staff they had before and during Vince Lombardi's era, like that carried the Packers for a whole decade and they won multiple championships. After that, they had nobody that knew anything about football on the Packers organization, from my understanding, at least. We are now in the year 2022, where we have a general manager who has proven he can be make some great draft picks um, and cares about the future of the franchise. 
We have a head coach that has gone 13 and three in his first three seasons as head coach. And we have a great core of young players. So while the future might be bleak, while this future might not be without the stars that we have gotten used to over the past few years, or even role players might be gone while the future isn't as right as it has always looked these past 30 years. Let's take a step back. The Packers are in good hands. So while they might have a down year or two, um, you know, they'll they'll re-stabilize themselves and they'll they'll make the right decisions. I have faith in that at least. Let's see what else we got on tap today. So we want to talk about future of Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, obviously the hot topic surrounding the Packers right now. Uh, Then we'll talk about uh, the Super Bowl going on a little bit about that. We'll talk about Big B's unculturedness. Uh, We'll talk about Matt Fleur coaching the Pro Bowl. And then we will look ahead or look at all of the hires that have been made by the fellow NFC North teams and all the coaching carousel moves going on at 1265 Lombardi. Big B, you already hit head into the, the main stuff of this episode. I think so. Let's go. All right. Let's do it then. So the title of this episode is going to be Time to Move On, which really has a double meaning because when I was just typing it into our script of, okay, this is episode 99, what's the title going to be? I was just thinking of time to move on from the playoff loss. But the double meaning in that is time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Whoa. So really your, your perception of how the Packers look is really how you will interpret, interpret, and I can't say that word, um, this episode title. <laughs> Big B start thinking, is that even a word right now? <laughs> um, so let's see, what, what do we got? Oh, so Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Look, a few weeks ago, I don't know where you're at, B, but a few weeks ago, I was kind of at the place where, you know, I really want my, my childhood hero, to stick around, I want. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love what he's done for this franchise. And, you know, separate the fact that he's failed a few times in the playoffs. I was, I was still hoping I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers sleep. That was the emotional side of my brain. And then my rational side of my brain was saying, what's probably best for this franchise is to trade and move on from Aaron Rodgers. Now, those two points are kind of converging into – not only do I think uh, rationally the best option for the team is to move on from him, but emotionally, like I'm completely convinced that's what's best for the team. And I want, I emotionally, I obviously want what's best for the team. And I'm starting to put away the, I guess the feelings, the care I doubt I have about Aaron Rodgers and whatever his legacy lives down as, as a green Bay Packer. Um, but Big B, you know, where, where are you at? We gave us your, your update on your depression, your mental health. Um, can we hear an update on how you're feeling about Aaron Rodgers and his future? Man, oh man, this is, this is definitely a loaded question. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people, and especially me. But uh, at the point where I am now, <clears throat> I don't really care what happens. Like if Rodgers goes, great, we get a bunch of draft picks. Uh, we move on from them, get uh, more cap space, get some young players in. And we also get to see what Jordan Love has. And hopefully 
see him develop into a future Hall of Famer. (laughs) But if Aaron stays, I'm perfectly fine with that as well. And get another shot as a Super Bowl run. So, yeah, again, I really don't care what happens. I'm getting honestly tired of all this and just want it to end. Yeah. What are we like two weeks into this? So. I, I agree with a lot of what you said there, especially of just kind of whatever happens, happens. And I don't think either option is too terribly bad for the Packers um, because if Aaron Rodgers announces he's coming back, I'm all on the train and we'll be saying, all right, we're going to the Super Bowl confirmed next year. This is our year. Uh, but if they trade him, I'm like, all right, you know, now we, we got a bunch of assets, a bunch of draft picks, maybe a young player or two a lot of cap relief. Uh, so either way, I think, you know, the Packers will make the right decision and we'll see what happens from there with Aaron. Um, as far as what decision he makes, I, I literally hate the speculation game because I'm sure everybody on Twitter has heard of it, but to educate or enlighten the people that aren't on Twitter, there's some, uh, you know, hotshot radio host in Nashville, Tennessee, who said Aaron is building a house in Nashville and he is open to playing for the Tennessee Titans. What? Like, well, I don't, I don't think Aaron even knows if he's open to play for the Titans. He doesn't know if he's retiring at this point. He doesn't know if he's going to demand a trade. So I like, this is ridiculous. And we go into this game now of everybody having a source and really a lot of people that are just saying stuff and you don't know if it's speculation um, or if they're actually, if there's actual like credibility to their source. So, you know, believe what you want to believe. I, I personally don't think Aaron building a home in Tennessee has anything to do with his future decision. Um, And I know I really don't, think Aaron Rodgers is open to play for the Titans. He might be, but yeah, I, I'm not thinking that radio host has that source. <laughs> yeah, we're put, we're putting in that one in the um, the category with um, the deep house cleaning and the golf renewal. Oh, yeah, man. There was there's probably even more crazy rumors that I'm forgetting about now uh, from last probably. offseason. There's at least like 15, 20 last Yeah, offseason. man. The my favorite was the week before the draft, and somebody was messaging a bunch of like big NFL pages, a lot of big Packers and Patriots fans saying, Oh, uh, my uncle is a janitor at Lambeau Field, and he found this paper lying open on Brian Gudikin's desk for a trade to Jordan Love to New England. And I, I Patriots Twitter. I learned was much more gullible than Packers Twitter because Packers Twitter pretty much shut that idea down immediately. Like this is definitely fake. Anyone can stage this. Patriots Twitter though was like, Oh no. <laughs> like, why are we doing this? They really, they, they really got caught. Um, but man, the, yeah, there, we are only starting. Hopefully the rumor mill doesn't have as much of a run this off season because I am, I'm exhausted of it, to be frank here. Um, but, yeah, definitely placing that in the category of, like you said, the, oh, he renewed his cleaning membership and he renewed his golf membership, whatever. So crazy rumors starting to pop off. Uh, 
now with Devontae Adams, I put together a 10-minute video where I was just basically spewing out my thoughts on the Packers options with Devontae, uh, what we know is going down in that contract negotiating um, period right now, uh, just kind of breaking out every option they had. Ian Rappaport is saying that it's a very real possibility that Packers use the franchise tag for the first time since 2010, and they use it obviously on Adams, um, which would be an interesting decision. Like I said in my video, though, um, if Aaron Rodgers is coming back, I mean, like Aaron said, if he knows that his decision is going to impact other players and other decisions the Packers make, so he's planning to have his uh, decision announced or at least to the Packers on what he plans to do so they can operate from there. Um, so I, I think if Aaron is coming back, then the Packers and Vontae Adams are both looking at this situation and saying, this isn't too bad of a deal for either of us. Because if you're having Aaron coming back, if Aaron is coming back, putting an outrageous amount of money on your salary cap, you want Devontae Adams back on that team. You can't have Aaron Rodgers going out there for the second last dance without Devontae Adams. Like, what, what are you doing at that point? And so the, the franchise tag would be $20 million for Devontae. And the reason I say this is not only beneficial for the Packers to get the great player back for at least one more year, and also Devontae is the fact that $20 million probably isn't too short of what the Packers can afford for Devontae right now. Like, basically, if they worked out a long-term deal, it would be backloaded, and I don't even know if Devontae would be getting $20 million on a long-term deal just because of how backloaded it would be on to future years. So getting 20 million isn't a bad deal for Devontae. And then really, I think it does a great deal of proving to other teams that he can still do it. And that age isn't slowing him down anytime soon. Uh, he, you know, if he gets franchise tag and then the year after that enters free agency, he can go out there and say, look, I just had another phenomenal season at the age of 29 pay me because I'm not slowing down and uh, he has that. So, and, and obviously getting to boost your numbers with Aaron Rodgers again is also great. Not saying that uh, he's not going to get a buttload of money either way this off season, but um, franchise tag won it. I think it would surprise me, um, but not as much as past years. I don't think it's too crazy of an idea. Um Big B, what are your thoughts? What do you think the Packers work out with Devontae Adams? Um, yeah, like you said, I would definitely not be shocked if they use a franchise tag this year. But I would definitely see them using the franchise tag and then signing them to an extension after that. Yeah. I think that is probably the smartest thing to do, give us a longer period of time to get that multi-year contract done instead of having him play on the franchise tag. Right. Yeah. And I, look, uh, people are going to freak out. And I said this in my video too. Make sure you watch that video, by the way. Um, <laughs> did I mention I made a video on Devontae Adams? Um, but the, uh, well, it's, oh, the long-term contract. People are going to freak out when they see the report um, that Devontae Adams is looking 
for 30 million, which I don't know why that was such a big deal to everyone when we already knew that Devontae wanted to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league, like from 27.5 million to 30 million, not too big of a difference. And Devontae can definitely get that money from some other team. Um, but people are going to freak out when they see that, but it is negotiating tactics. Devontae is not going to put out there, you know, that he's willing to not be the highest paid wide receiver. His agent talked to him. He's going to, he's going to do as much as he can to get public perception out there um, and use his negotiating tactics to his advantage. Um, so that's Aaron and Devontae. Uh, we'll know, I would say, by the end of the month what will happen with them or have a good idea. Definitely with Aaron, we'll see with Devontae. Um, so there is that. Okay, now I got I got to talk about something with Aaron Rodgers. I, I should have mentioned this when we were talking about him, but the trade option for Aaron. Look, I don't know what team that is. I don't know, you know, if the Packers and Aaron come to an agreement that their time has come to an end and that he needs to be traded. I'm not sure who the best options are. You certainly look at Denver, who just hired his offense coordinator. You look at Pittsburgh, who is in desperate need of a quarterback. Um, and then they might have to expand their view to the NFC just because there's most like the AFC teams. If they don't have a quarterback, they have a bad draft pick and it won't be a lot of value for the Packers. But one message, Aaron Rodgers to, to Denver has become a very, very popular idea. That's fine. All right. You can speculate whatever you want, but stop including Drew Locke in your mock trades for Aaron Rodgers. What, why would the Packers want a quarterback that sucks in return for Aaron Rodgers? That's wasted cap space. I don't care. Like even if Drew Locke had gave the Packers 2 million in cap relief, just for having them on the roster, he would still suck. Like I know Ryan Gudikins liked him. And you want to make that connection. You think you're smart. And you're like, oh, I read somewhere that Brian Gutekind's like Drew Locke in 2017 when he didn't knew when he didn't know he sucked. <laughs> Folks, I know I understand the idea that they would want to back up, even though they have the greatest quarterback of all time, Kurt Finkert, sitting on the bench. I understand that idea that they would still probably want a veteran, but it's not going to be Drew Locke in a trade. All right. Like, let's stop this. All right, it's not going to be Drew Locke. They're not trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. They're, I, I don't think a quarterback is going to be included in the trade for Aaron Rodgers. All right, let's put that to rest, especially Drew Locke. Now, while we're on the discussion of Aaron Rodgers possibly going to another team, I have seen a lot of Detroit Lions fans on the TikTok. I've seen a lot of Lions fans being very excited for their former quarterback, Matthew Stafford, for getting to the Super Bowl, obviously. And I find it interesting because their dynamic with Matthew Stafford, I, I, I'm kind of curious because they, uh, I'm sure Lions fans aren't too proud of how the organization has done over the tenure of Matthew Stafford. Um, so I think they mostly view it as, sorry, we failed you. Thank you for everything you've done for the city. No gout. Go out there and live life. Uh, so I, I can see why they would support them. And so, Bigby, my question is, if Aaron Rodgers goes to another team, do you support him? Do you at least moderately root for him? Um, I would probably 
watch the games that are on national television. Otherwise, I don't care. And I would be rooting for him just a little bit. Mm. I feel if he got traded last offseason and he didn't end up coming back after unleashing a health storm on the Packers last year, uh, like I would not root for him at all. Not even moderately. But if the fallout is different and it ends up, you know, coming to an end this offseason, they end up trading him here in April or whatever. Like, I think I have a little bit better of a, you know, reason to root for him. And like you said, I'm watching the games moderately, you know, and I I wish him success. Uh, But if he makes the playoffs and we don't with his other team, I want him to get crushed in the playoffs. (laughs) However, both Packers and Aaron Rodgers' new team are in the playoffs, hopefully in separate conferences. I'm rooting for both of them to make it to the Super Bowl, obviously, and then Aaron to get crushed. Like, ooh, that would taste so sweet. Truly would. Just like, we, we put this team around you. You couldn't do it, but Jordan Love could. You see why we want to move on, Aaron? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was that was interesting. Didn't see that first part coming, but yeah, right. yeah. But uh, so, but yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't. Um, I, I think moderately, I'd root for him, but I'm not gonna be like Matthew Stafford fans, where if we miss the playoffs, no, I'm I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not transferring my fandom over to Aaron Rodgers' team. So with Matthew Stafford in the Super Bowl now for the first time in his career, um, you know, it it makes me sad just because of like he sucked for so long. And then somehow this dream team project in L.A. actually works. And now the Packers have to miss out on a Super Bowl for another year, which I hate. Just like I was talking about at the start of the episode of feeling jealous of the conference championship teams. It amplifies during the Super Bowl every year. Because it's, I, I, I almost get jealous of the national attention those teams get. For some reason, I've always been like so envious of Super Bowl Media Day because I've always wanted the Packers to get that opportunity because there are some wild personalities on that team and they could have a lot of fun at Super Bowl Media Day. I get jealous over the little things. And like I said, the national media attention, I mean, Joe Burrow, just from these last three playoff games, just from this playoff run, he has gone from most NFL fans, I would say all NFL knows, fans know him, he was first overall pick, but he has truly elevated himself to a national sports star. Like, he's a national, a superstar, really. Um, so that it's, it's crazy to see, you know, just making it to the Super Bowl and having that massive audience, uh, what it does for you. Not that it really matters because, I'm still going to watch the game in my basement, really. But, um, you know, it's it's still uh, it, it is cool to see those teams get that opportunity. So, you know, I'll, I'll try not to get envious. Hopefully by then, by next Sunday, I'm a little more over the playoff loss, a little more in acceptance. And I can just enjoy my excuse to eat pizza, uh, pizza and buffalo wings, you know. But we'll see. We'll see where I'm at at that point. Um, Big B. All right, I got two questions for you. So first, who are you rooting for in this game? Um, Cincinnati Bengals, Mr. Yeah. Joe Burrow. 
yep, I'm fully with you. I'm not as much on the Joe Burrow train or on the Bengals train as much as other people are, are um, but definitely no chance I'm rooting for the all-in L.A. Rams. It's bad for the narratives. If I, I can't let it happen. I can't let an all team win the Super all in team win the Super Bowl. Uh, and Joe Burrow is more fun to watch. Um, I've grown to hate Matthew or did, grown to have a little bit of a disliking for Matthew Stafford, even though I know he's a great guy. I, I've grown to think he's a little overrated, and for that reason, and like I mentioned before, I'm all in for Cincinnati. Um, next question for you, Big B. This one uh, I'm throwing out. You know, no more softballs here on this one. So um, I, I need you. Um, I'm not going to ask you if you know. Or uh, so, the, like, okay. The Super Bowl acts for the halftime show this year are uh, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, and Kendrick Lamar, and Eminem. All right. So a little bit of context here. Big B, he does not listen to any music that was made past the year nine, what, 1990. Like, yes. do you listen to any modern music artist? Elton John does not count. And no. <laughs> so, okay. So do you, have you heard of any of those acts for the Super Bowl halftime show? They are some of the most famous artists uh, in the country. Have you heard of any of them? Um, I have heard of Snoop Dogg. I love Snoop Dogg. He's a cool dude. I don't uh-huh. I never listen to his music, but he's just a cool dude. And I heard of Eminem just because of the candy. Because I know that's like his candy brand, Eminem's. I don't know. But yeah. Are are you implying <laughs> that Eminem created the, the candy Eminem? I don't, I don't know. Probably. I mean, they're like the same thing, aren't they? Hmm. Do you, okay. <laughs> do you, have, have you heard an Eminem song? What? Eminem song? Yeah. Have you ever, ever listened to an Eminem song? No. Okay. I, I, if I heard one, I probably like, he, I probably would say, oh, yeah, I heard that, heard that before, but no. I don't. I mm, okay. Now, like Kendrick Lamar, you've never heard, like, a few years ago, he was he was the hot thing. Like, you, you've never heard, you've had heard Humble somewhere in a commercial. Dude, all right. I, man. I, I, can't, I can't help you. Mm. I want to win some moss on me early here. Yeah. Uh, so... There's that. I'm looking forward to see Eminem. I hope he brings out um, his peanut Eminems, you know, because uh, <laughs> he created Eminems with his bare hands. He's probably in there in the factory all day, just like putting Eminems and packaging it. It's it's really um, incredible what Eminem has done with his small business here. Yeah. Um, j- just wanted to prove that point out there. So th- thanks you. Thank you for your answers, Big B. Yes. So the Super Bowl is next week, uh, next weekend, obviously, the big game where all of the casual, like a whole wave of people suddenly care about the NFL. And, you know, you go to the office the next day and they're like, wow, what a, well, Jesus Christ, what a, what a game from that Joe Burrow kid. And you're just like, Jesus. It's especially worse in school where you like, 
I mean, after the Eagles versus Patriots Bowl, I was pretty much explaining why I, I can't remember what it was, but there was probably some rinky dinky catch rule. And I had to explain to everybody in my whole entire grade, why it's not a catch. So, <laughs> you know, you get, you got a lot of people with that, you know, watch the NFL one time a year and think they are geniuses, but mm-hmm. so that's a big game coming up in two weeks, but the big, big game is this week in big B it's the pro bowl. Yes. Oh my God. I have been waiting for this day ever since the season started. Get hyped, people. The Pro Bowl is back in town. It's going to Las Vegas where no player would want to go. Like, yeah. isn't part of the Pro Bowl for the players, like, part of the incentive? Like, obviously, you get that attention from nobody caring about the game. But then, like, isn't part of it supposed to be, like, a free vacation? Not that they can't afford a vacation to Hawaii mm-hmm. or Orlando. But, like, wants to go to Las Vegas for the Pro Bowl? I don't get it. Um, but the big news, obviously, is that Matt LaFleur is coaching a game in February for the first time as a head coach. So congrats to him. Uh, he will be going up against the other one-seed failure head coach and Mike Vrabel on the other side. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk these past few years on how can they make the Pro Bowl more exciting and I've got the grand idea for the NFL, and that is make these coaches play. Like, especially we have a unique situation here where Matt Fleur played quarterback in some amateur leagues and in college, and then Mike Fable was obviously a pro linebacker for the Patriots. Like, we, we got to see Matt Fleur out there throwing dimes, throwing out some guitar fakes, you know, throwing that defense off, and then we got to see Mike Fable I'm sorry, Matt, but Mike Rabel, like, sacking you, hit-sticking you, that is a game I'd watch. Like, this is how you make it more entertaining. And then you got, like, you know, say Andy Reid and, I don't know, Matt Nagy coaching it. Uh, you know, you could put Andy Reid at defensive tackle and Matt Nagy out there at quarterback. I That, that would be entertaining to watch. Other than that, though, until the NFL implements that, we got to deal with this watered-down flag football game but uh, yeah. i think I'll, I'll turn it on for a few minutes good to see matt every once in a while and then i'll turn it off when i realize that you know without lbj in it too like who's there to try to gain clout for social media like and it's, it's going to be a boring game in my opinion you got kirk cousins out there oh and, I can't and even... any game with kirk cousins in it is damn near unwatchable so yeah pretty much yeah and then somehow Russell Wilson made it as an alternate. So that's interesting. All right, let's wrap it up here. We want to save a few of these things for our next episode uh, where maybe we have some more information on Aaron Rodgers. Maybe we have some more league sources telling underage Packers stuff, giving us the inside info. Um, but Big B, uh, this past week, it was Groundhog Day. It was Groundhog Day this Wednesday. And since you're nine months younger than me, I'm not sure if you'll be able to get this reference. But there was something that uh, the new Bears general manager, Ryan Poole, said that reminded me of the movie Groundhog Day uh, with Bill Murray. where He just keeps living over the same day over and over and over again. Um, And I've never watched the movie. I just know the reference. Um, And so anyways, Ryan Poole's, New Bears him in his introductory press conference 
he said most of the 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 normal like put some confidence in the fans answers but he also said something he, he got a little feisty he got a little greedy and he said we're going to retake the north and never give it back now this just seems familiar to me of something that Matt Nagy said, Brian Pace said, John Fox probably said it, Lovey Smith probably said it, whoever took it over after George Hallis probably said it. Like, this is a definition of Groundhog Day. Like, the Bears, uh, new guys in uh, office, the only way they can, like, they have to give fans false hope and act like they have a chance. It's sad, honestly. And it really plays into this idea of, and it's a reason why we make fun of Vikings fans and any NFC North fan for getting so excited to beat us because it really is their Super Bowl, especially for head coaches. Like their test is, can you beat the Packers? If you if you can do that, you can keep this job for at least five years. So, <laughs> like, um, yeah, man, Ryan Poles. Given the Bears fans false hope once again, I look forward to the next Bears general manager and the next Bears head coach saying the same exact thing in a different font and a different way of saying it. So that should be exciting to watch. It's just like the Olympics. It happens every four years. <laughs> I was so confused where you were going with that. I was like, <laughs> not sure what this reference is going to be, but nailed it. Yeah. Phenomenal way. To end our episode here, episode 99. Next episode will be episode 100. And a few weeks ago, I thought episode 100 was going to be a Super Bowl preview for us. But instead, it's probably going to be some boring news about Aaron Rodgers. So you can look forward to that. I'll bring some confetti poppers for the occasion. Um, But thank you for tuning in to this episode here today. If you enjoyed it, subscribe to this YouTube channel. Follow us on all the social medias, especially Follow us on TikTok, man. Big B refuses to download it. But follow us on TikTok if you want to be a proud soldier and defend me for all of the comments I get on TikTok because there are some feisty NFL fans on there, and they always have quite a bit to say on my TikTok comment section. So defend the Packers and follow us on social media. It is your civic Packers fans' duty. Other than that, can't thank you enough for watching. Hopefully you tune into the next episode. Be a miracle. We'll talk to you later. Go Pack Go.